welcome to another edition of the Standing Room Only Podcast. Yes, I'm your host, Ben Standing, and I cover the Washington football team for The Athletic, which means my workday on Tuesday started early because there was an announcement that the Washington football team will announce its official new name on February 2nd. That's less than a month from now, but it's been forever. It'll be over 18 months from the point that they... Uh, dropped the Redskins name back in July of 2020. That is the big news of the day, and that warranted doing, I don't know if we're going to call this an emergency podcast, but it warranted another podcast. So let's do it. Here's what we got on tap today uh, to talk about the name change. Chris Thompson, former running back for the Washington, well, for the, for the Washington Redskins, uh, he joined me to 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 get the, the perspective from a former player about the name. And in that conversation with us, uh, Scott Abraham from WJLA joined in as well. We had a fun chat to talk about the name. Uh, what did Chris think about changing the original name? What do we, everybody had to weigh in on what they think the new name is, should be, all that fun stuff. So we'll get to all that. Myself, Chris Thompson, and Scott Abraham in just a few minutes. In addition to that, Mike Garofolo from the NFL Network and I spoke earlier today, right not too long after the, the name announcement came out. Uh, Mike and I talked about what happened this season with, with the Washington football team from high expectations to, at the moment, a 6-10 and 10 record with one game to go. Where did things go wrong? And maybe more importantly, where do things go from here? We talked primarily about the quarterback position. Uh, what are their options? Where does Taylor Heineke factor in the draft? And we went through, I believe, kind of all the names uh, that you'd want to know about. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, and some of the other sort of, un- well, maybe not under the radar, but sort of that tier, you know, that that's like, eh, do we want this guy? Do we not want this guy? Are there any people there that are kind of interesting? Went through all of that. So a fun conversation there as well with Mike Garofolo from the NFL Network. Uh, and Mike is at Mike Garofolo on Twitter. Chris Thompson is at Chris Thompson underscore four. And Scott is at Scott seven news. So Big, big show. Was not necessarily expecting to put one out here on Tuesday, but hey, when when uh, when news breaks, we got to deal with it, and this is a fun one. Uh, so again, February 2nd, 2022, uh, they are going to put out, uh, or they're going to announce the new name and the new logo. Here's what we do know right now. Jason Wright, team president, also put out a, a uh, letter, a statement online saying, no wolves. No Red Wolves, no Wolves in any kind will be the name. Why is that? Well, if you read the article that we wrote up on The Athletic last summer regarding we did a simulation of the name change, that process, part of what we learned in that process was about the trademark aspects. And we specifically used the example of Wolves because the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, and there's a, a Arkansas State as well. Trademark issues could prevent Washington from moving forward, even if they wanted to. It's possible using this as something of an excuse to say that they're not going to use Red Wolves. I mean, look, obviously the red goes with the former name. 
I kind of think Red Wolves is a cool sounding name, and some of the imagery that people created online did look pretty cool. But it doesn't have any real tie to here, is the thing, right? Um, I- I'm not saying that that means it should go down to some, some sort of a government, military type name, but it does kind of feel like we're heading in that path. The commanders would be kind of where I would guess. I kind of like Sentinels, but, um, you know, I, I just, I you know, whether it was an excuse or not, that's out. There's no, there's no wolves. I know uh, my friend Kevin Sheehan at Team 980 had that it's going to, whatever the team name is going to be, we'll have an S at it. So when we did our simulation, we had Command as one of the names. Okay, not Command, but obviously Commanders is an extension of that. Red Hogs is another name that we had on our list. To me, that seems to make uh, a lot of sense for the obvious reasons. If they're going to go with something that connects to the history of this team, that one makes a ton of sense. You do keep the red. The Hogs, obviously, the the, the, the famous offensive line. That one works. Uh, and also, I remember in, in the simulation that we did, one of the marketing experts said what they liked about hogs is basically you're kind of almost like making fun of yourself, like whatever. We know nobody's going to like this name. Screw it. We're going with the hogs. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, t- take your best. Take your best shot. We're already uh, we're we're already beating you to the punch to a degree, and it does connect to the history of the team. And you know, unlike commanders, there is a sh- a, a nickname to go a shorter version of that with you know red hogs to hogs i feel like commanders that seems to be a a hang up for people what's the shortened version of that don't know in any event um we'll we'll know one way or the other by february 2nd if not sooner apparently the announcement will be made on the today show on february 2nd something tells me we may get it we may hear uh something more in the days uh before that but we'll see how that goes All right, but first we'll start my conversation with Scott Abraham and Chris Thompson about the name change. Then we'll get to Mike Garofolo looking ahead to Washington's offseason. How do they solve their quarterback dilemma? And then I'll share a couple quick thoughts at the end of that uh, as well. So here we go. Uh, There's going to be a new name coming up here soon. Let's talk about it here on the Standard Room Only podcast. All right, as promised, I got two people here joining me on the podcast to talk about the announcement that there's going to be a, a new team name officially on February 2nd. First off, you know him, of course, from town, uh, Mr. WJLA himself, Scott Abraham. Scott, thank you uh, for the time. You, you, you all good? Always a pleasure. Thank you, man. Happy New Year. Likewise to you. And joining me, joining us here on the podcast, I had to get a former player on. Who better to get than the guy who every year was would, would win the uh, Media Good Guy Award because he was always so helpful in dealing with us, I wanted to get somebody helpful to talk about this. Chris Thompson. Chris, how are you? I'm good, man. How about you? Good to hear from you. Uh, likewise, it's good. It's good to see you. Um, we'll, we'll, I appreciate the time. We'll, we'll get to, to, to the name, to what, to what we think about this, what, what it's going to yep. be. Cause I'm sure we all, we have all the answers. Um, but first just to catch up with you for a second, how, uh, how, how are you? How was the, uh, how was life going in the, the Thompson world? Um, it's good, man. I can't complain. Um, just finally bought my new house, my first house this year. Um, just closed on it, uh, like two months ago. Um, so that's kind of what's been going on with me. Just trying to still steady, trying to get moved in and, and get a lot of things ironed out. Um, uh, on the football side of things, um, 
I was with a co- I was with a couple teams for breakfast and a cup of, cup of coffee, but that was about it. Um, didn't really work out, so um, didn't last too long or whatever. But um, that's that that that's whatever. But um, the amazing thing for me is I've been able to just be home and spend time way more time with the kids now. Um, so it's been it's been awesome, man. I can't complain. I mean, there's always b- blessings, you know, in every opportunity. If you if you look for it, this is at least what I try to tell myself when I get all negative on life. So uh, I I I I hear you. So your 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 place is down in uh, is down in Jacksonville. Yep. Mm-hmm. What 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 what's the best part of the house for you? Is there like a man cave of any kind going on? Yeah. So it's still it's still a little process right now. I'm still kind of working on it, but um, I got my couple TV set up and stuff and uh, my little gaming area in the man cave. Um, But I think it'll probably take me another couple months to finally like finalize everything. But at night that is, that is where I am. I'm, I'm in there locked up, got, got the doors locked. Nobody can bother me. (laughs) Well, respect to that. I appreciate that. Trust me. I, I don't have kids, but I can imagine I'd have to get away from everybody at oh, some yeah. point and you got to have your own, have your own place. I, I, I know Scott's got uh, a little one himself. So I, I, I yeah. he's doing the daddy duty while <laughs> working from home. So I could appreciate, I'm mm-hmm. sure he could appreciate it as well. Um, So, so let's get to this. Uh, uh, So, okay. So we've been waiting. It's, it's literally, it will be 569 days from when in July of 2020, it was mm-hmm. announced that the Washington Redskins name was being retired going then eventually they said this interim thing of the Washington football team now on February 2nd, 2022, we're getting something else. What? We don't know what, where, I don't know how much you've been paying attention or what you thought about this when, when the name change happened originally, but where are you kind of right now on this whole, they're going to get a new name and what, what do you kind of make of it as a guy who actually was under the old name? Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was one of those things um, when everything first kind of went down, um, you know, you kind of have to just sit back and wonder, like, I know for me, I just kind of sat back and wondered like, why is this stuff going on? You know, why we're now just, or we're now deciding to change the name and, and even talk about, or even having those conversations. And, you know, there's a lot, um, you know, when you go back in history or you 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 talk to different families that's a part of these um, tribes and stuff, you start to see how some feel, you know, some are on the side of it's OK. Then you have some on the other side that's, you know, um, have have a problem with the name. And once you do a little bit of reading and uh, look at the history, what the what the name means and stuff. You you kind of you sit back and just be like, OK, well, I get it. And that's what that's kind of where I was. And also for me, I thought <clears throat> it would be good. I mean, I think from when I was there, it seems like the whole everybody inside the building, it was all kind of cleaned out and just trying to start new. So. I mean, I'm I was all for changing the name as well. I mean, it's I think it it would be great, um, you know, for the organization, and then just seeing a lot of the concepts that were out um, kind of early on, um, where people were just you know being super creative, um, 
and what they thought uniforms and everything should look like, what names should be. Uh, there were a lot of great ideas that came out. So for me, I'm excited to see um, what it's going to be. Um, and I know my my son, my 12 year old, he for sure is going to um, be probably paying attention every single day, although it's on February 2nd that it'll be revealed. He's like the biggest Washington fan, I think, ever. Like nice. win, lose, draw, like it, it it doesn't matter. He's still every single week talking to me about Washington and who's doing good who's doing bad, whether it was a win, loss, whatever. He knows every single thing about the team. So um, if I don't see it, he's keeping me updated on it. Ben, they need more fans like that, Ben. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they do. They, they do. As I said, I may have to have Chris as a guest on the, on the podcast during the offseason yeah. to discuss what, what, what went wrong this year. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. So, Scott, for us, like, okay, it's been forever, but it's been also a daily conversation. And for, for throughout this whole time, Anytime there was any kind of update, immediately it became like the fan base went crazy. Twitter were overload, and today was no exception. Uh, what what did you make of so sort of today's excitement? That okay, we knew it was going to be sometime in early 2022. When we didn't know, now we have a date, and people are now back to being excited again about what this might be. It's weird, Ben, because I went to bed last night. I had a weird feeling there was going to be some type of announcement because of the negative publicity they were getting with the railing collapsing uh, with Jalen Hurts and the fans falling off. So I thought they were going to do some sort of positive spin to kind of not, I wouldn't say distraction, but kind of turn the narrative to a different story. And uh, lo and behold, this morning you wake up and uh, Twitter's a buzz and your email's a buzz. Um, you know what? I, I think it's great energy, excitement, get some uh, juice in the fan base. Obviously I know there was a big red wolves, uh, Wolves crowd that really wanted that to be the new name. I understand with the trademark uh, obligations and the restrictions there, they couldn't go forward. Uh, I'm still in the court that I believe is going to be a military theme, whether it's be uh, the commanders, the admirals, um, the general sentinels, uh, something like that with the kind of tying in the whole military bases and uh, just the strong military presence in our nation's capital. So uh, I've enjoyed all the mock-ups. I enjoyed the teaser video, and obviously it was kind of fun reading all the different tweets and the sleuthing uh, that all these uh, Washington fans are trying to figure out, whether it's uh, you know the, the W logo or the color scheme. And, oh, my God, they're implementing maybe some black in the jerseys, uh, straying away from the burgundy and gold a little bit. So uh, it's interesting. February 2nd can't come soon enough because I don't know if I can handle all these speculations and, and sleuthing tweets for the next 25 days. Right, right. Like Chris, like now that at least for the moment, temporarily, uh, for now you're on you're on our side of the world. If you're paying attention to Twitter, you can yeah. see how insane everybody is when it comes mm-hmm. to trying to figure out what whether it's you know why the offensive coordinator called that play, let alone <laughs> hey, how come what's the name going to be? Let's look up every trademark. Yeah. Why does this go yeah. there? What, what what does this little snapshot mean? Can we see? I mean, mm-hmm. can we see a reflection? In the in the window behind Ron Rivera, yeah. that shows something <laughs> yeah. that may or may not be an indication yeah. of the logo. It is it is insane. Uh, but Chris, you're you're like a fashion guy. What what do you, what 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 do you make? So they're keeping the burgundy gold. We know that, but it looked like yeah, there maybe it was a little black. I don't know if you saw the video, but there was some uh, some some hints as to the uniforms that had a couple. One had like sort of three stars. Whether that meant because of DC, some thought maybe it was a nod to the Tuskegee Airmen's uh, 
uh, attire. Yeah. I don't know. What, 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 what's your sense of the fashion here uh, from what you've seen? For me, it, the Tuskegee Airmen deal did come to mind. Um, and I think for me, that's probably, that's my, that's where I think the name is going towards. Cause I did see the three stars. Um, I was looking, I, I only looked at the video, I think maybe, maybe twice. And I was trying to, I mean, it was obviously all blurred out and I'm sitting there like pausing the video and stuff, trying to look at the helmet to see if I see anything, although it's completely Six. blurred out. You're like, so, us. I like yeah, it. for a minute, I was that guy. I'm like, what, what is it going to be? Like, I was really trying to figure out like, oh, yeah. the, I see the stripe. The stripe looks like it's a, it's a little bit wider. So is that, is that an indication of anything? Like I was just, I was staring it down just like everybody else. But um, I also wonder now, correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't we, aren't we the only team that's not red white and blue professional uh i mean i think there's other in dc right? oh in dc in washington my bad i'm sorry uh yeah, yeah uh, no nats, um nats red white and blue wizards the caps the wizards caps, red, white, and blue. um yeah i think they all do right Oscars, I, mean, I, I, I was thinking of the caps because of the predominant red but yeah, yeah. i mean there's like some yeah i think i yeah, think they that's, all, all three of those have those three colors and uniforms i wonder why we never never you know i thought this could have been a, a good time to you know kind of make that move too because we're in the nation's capital but you know, I'm not complaining about it. It's cool. But I always wonder why we were the only professional sports team in D.C. that didn't move over to or do red, yep. white and blue. I can probably answer this one. Sort of. The all the, Well, so the Nationals just showed up 10 minutes ago and they went straight patriotic. Fine. The Capitals have switched. The yeah. Capitals and Wizards have changed their color schemes several times. Yeah. The bullets were originally mm -hmm. red, red, white, and blue, and they've kind of gone back to that. But the other yeah. ones have changed it a lot. This place, it's been burgundy and gold. I don't know if it's been for 70 years, forever. but like forever. Yeah. And there was a lot of tradition to it. And I also think that when they announced the name change and people were about to riot, I think they realized, okay, we're going to at least leave this part alone because they don't want everything mm -hmm. to change. You know, uh, it's like, it's like yeah. when, you, when, when, you, when you're... Uh, you know, as a child of divorce, the, the, the divorced parents try to make the sec the new home as normal as to the first home. So, yeah, so it doesn't yeah, seem yeah. that crazy. I think it was kind of like that. So I think that was I think that was uh, probably part of part of that. But, but OK, so the name itself, let, let's get to this. Obviously, in theory. Now, Chris, maybe, you know, more because, you know, you, you still may have uh, you still know people in the building. Uh I don't know what it's going to be. We can all guess. We've all heard the rumors, the scene, these fake lists that are real. They're not real. Who, who the hell knows? It doesn't even matter anymore. But of all yeah. the names that are out there, Chris, does any one of them stand out to you that for you, again, sorry, I don't know if you're a Red Wolves guy. That's out. Anything else for you that yeah. stands out? I think that was the one for me was the Red Wolves. Um, you, want, you want to do the howl? Oh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that, and I think that was the that was the one that had the nicest uh concept yeah as well, I believe. Um when I saw like, you know, people were doing their jersey concepts, I think last year or whatever. Um 
that was the only one that really stood out to me. Everything else, I don't know. I felt like it'll we had to get have to get used to it. Like I I think the admirals or something was out there, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, they that gives me like hockey for some reason. I don't know. It gives me like a hockey vibe. But there, I mean, there is, I a, there is a minor it, league hockey team, the Norfolk Admirals, down in okay. Virginia. Okay, Boy, yeah, it, it just kind of gives me like a hockey vibe a little bit. But um, the Red Wolves. If you're pulling the Norfolk Admirals, Chris, that is that is m- impressive. It's impressive. Scott knew that because I certainly didn't. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, I didn't know it either, but it just sounds to me it sound it gives more of a like hockey team. Name. So like like I feel like if I had to put odds on it, like I mean it. I've never, I'm never as popular with my friends and family as when this name thing happens. People keep texting me all day. Hey, what's the name going to be? As if like, I, like I'm not reporting it on purpose or something. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, it feels like if I had to say commanders kind of feels, maybe that's the way we're going. It, it was oh, one of the names yeah. on the supposed list. It's not a list. It feels yeah. like that makes sense. I, I personally yeah. really like Sentinels, but. I, that hasn't been mentioned by them, and it was the name of the team in the Keanu Reeves movie that was based mm-hmm. on the replacement players here. So I think that might be out to me, but that's kind of yeah. the coolest. What, what, what about for you, Scott? One of these you said you like the, the talk the military, but yeah, one of I them mean, stand out. I will say this, guys. Like I actually have empathy toward Jason Wright and company because let's be honest, they're kind of in a no-win situation. Not everybody is going to like this new team name. It's it's impossible right. to please everybody. So that that that's going to be the challenge of, you know, selling this name and, and, and merchandising this name. But again, we know winning cures all. It's all about winning, mm-hmm. winning those division titles, getting in the playoffs. So, you know, again, I go back to my military theme. Um, you know, uh, commanders and uh, the admirals. Um, you know, I know there's some people out there that's saying keep the Washington football team as a name, but I don't know if that makes sense from a merchandising aspect of you know trying to get more bang for your buck of of, of selling that merch of jerseys and hats and whatnot with the logo. Mm-hmm. So um, I think they're going to go toward military theme, and, and that's kind of what I'm sticking with. So I go commanders. All right, we 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 got to vote for commanders. Uh... Chris, like even if we wanted Seminoles, I don't think that I don't think that's going to be a thing here after, <laughs> after, after the last name. So sorry, but sorry about that for you. Um, but we'll uh, we'll 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 see. I mean, so we got a new name coming up. Your you, twelve year old is going to be ready for it. It'll get probably get a twi- yeah. I'm assuming like a twenty a, a number twenty five jersey with whatever the whatever the name mm-hmm. is going to be. It'll be a burgundy sure. in gold for you. You said your son's been paying a lot of attention to the team. How about for you? Obviously you've been, you were with the, with the Niners and the bears. So you were traveling around. So obviously you couldn't mm-hmm. quite, uh, you know, you got your own things to deal with, but have you, yeah. have you been able to pay much attention to what's been going on around here uh, since you left? Um, Just kind of off and on. Um, I'm really, I've never been a big fan of watching uh, football games, believe it or not um hardly ever um my watching football was watching game film you know getting ready for my opponents but just sitting down watching ball I'm still trying to trying to get I guess get in the groove of that because now my son he he watches it and he has a fantasy team and everything so he's always like either downstairs running around and going crazy because his somebody got, got scored and got him some <laughs> points or whatever. 
or he's upstairs just kind of yelling and saying, oh, did you see this person did this or this team did that or whatever, or, you know, um, his mixed emotions with Washington or whatever this year, which I didn't think, I didn't think the season would go like this at all. Like I thought it would be completely opposite. No competition in my opinion, which whatever, but um, I, I didn't, I thought it would be, you know, maybe a tight race with Washington and, and, and Dallas winning the division, but I didn't think it would be, I didn't think we, uh, Washington would be in this, this type situation. And, um, I get a, a lot of my updates through my son. Then I go check on, I check Twitter. Yeah. I, I check my, uh, like the NFL app and stuff like that. And just kind of see the scores, see stats and just kind of see, uh, get a feel for how the games have gone or, you know, what may or may not have been the issues and stuff. But um, this was not what I expected at all. And I know like, you know, won a division, Washington won a division. I keep saying we, it's crazy. Um, you can won a division. It's, it's in your being, blood, CT. Yeah, blood. yeah, it is. It's, it, is it is, but um, – Won a division, what, seven and nine last year, I think. Was it seven and nine? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it's not really saying much, but I thought, you know, um, it was going to be like Washington was going to have a way better year this year with the defense, um, the playmakers and stuff on offense being, a, you know, being a bit older with Gibson and, um, you know, Terry playing out of his mind. Curtis Samuel coming there, um, you name a lot of the guy, guys that were being drafted and stuff like, um, I don't know. I, I, I expected the season to be totally different, but um, just not being there. I don't know what, I don't know what went wrong and y'all may have a little bit more insight, but uh, yeah, this, this was not the season I expected. CT, I was actually thinking about um, the name change a little bit because you went mm -hmm. to Florida State and obviously right. the Seminoles. And, and mm -hmm. it seems like they embrace Seminoles there where – and I, I understand kind of you have a different background because you've yeah. experienced the Seminole tribe and then obviously mm -hmm. you come up to Washington and the old name, the Redskins, and obviously it's a different kind of perspective with, with yeah. the tribe. So kind of take us through that a little bit, the difference of the Seminoles and maybe the Redskins and the various tribes. Yeah, so um, I think I want to say it was like my freshman year uh, at Florida State. I think like the Seminole tribe um, of like Florida came and like talked to us and, you know, just kind of let us know if I if I remember correctly, like keep a long story short that they were OK with us you know, using their name and everything. So it was never an issue, never, never a conversation. And I don't think nobody's ever said anything about us having that name because the Seminole tribe was perfect. They were perfectly fine and have always been perfectly fine, fine with that name. Um, when it comes to the Redskins name, um, I never even put any thought to it. Um, but I also know and understand that the logo was an actual chief. So these conversations 
had to be had about what the name is, you know, what it means, you know, as far as on the organizational side and maybe those conversations about, um, I guess, the the negative sides of what the word uh, means. They may have been, I, I believe they possibly were had, um, but now back then that was okay now you know in 2020 2022 now things are things are a lot different than it was back then so you know there's i I feel like i'm kind of at my age i'm in the middle of you know the where obviously my parents and stuff but a lot of people that's kind of in their you know 40 or like late 30s and in their 40s are just like, oh, everything seems to be a problem now. But then there's the ones in their 20s and, you know, I say 20 to 27, 28 range that have, you know, I, I would say done a lot more research and um, have been a lot more outspoken about a lot of issues and things are some things are changing and in society and some things, you know, still stand the same and probably will be for hundreds of years or whatever. So I think just me kind of being in the middle, I do have an open mind about both. And I'm not going to be like, well, the name has been like that forever. Why is it an issue now? Well, ask whoever, who's ever in this family or whatever, ask them, you know, have those conversations with them and ask them why it's the issue. Now, my thing, one one other thing, which may not go over well with some people is if those families don't have an issue with the name, then why, or those tribes don't have an issue with the name? I don't know if they did or not, but if they didn't, then why would we have a problem with it? Um, You know, like, Mm-hmm. I think because <laughs> somebody did somebody some tribes or whatever that family was of the name of the chief I assume they had been okay with that name for a while and using his using his his image his logo or his image as the logo and everything had been okay with it um so I would really like to know because I'm, you know, I'm not going I to I didn't sit back and do a whole lot of research, um, you know, extensive research about it and won't pretend to. But I would like to know who like spoke up about this first and then just kind of go from there. And I don't I don't think I mean, I can't do anything, but I would like to know, you know, who. who who brought this uh, plan, I guess this plan to action about changing the name. I would be interested just to know about, know that. I will, I will, fi- I will find some articles online. I think it's been written about a couple of times. It's a complicated topic for sure. And yeah. uh, w- w- origin is origin stories or the origin is, is important, but one way or the other, this thing is going to be resolved. It appears uh, in, in just a, a, a yeah. just under, a month from mm-hmm. from now 
Uh, Chris, I, I could uh, sit here and, and ask you all kinds of questions about your time in Washington, Jay Gruden, and who knows what else, but I, I, I don't want to keep you too long. And, and I, <laughs> I said, we we're going to talk about the name and, and leave it at that. Any final thoughts yeah. about whatever it is, the name or, or, or anything you want to update anybody on, on your situation uh, before I let you go? Oh, well, I mean, there's not much going on, going on with me. Um, now that I'm here, just like to say hello again to the fans and appreciate all the support over the, what, seven years I was there. Um, I mean, it was the most amazing years I had in football. I mean, we didn't didn't win a lot, um, but it was well worth it. Like I said, uh, you, you were a, a popular figure. Fan favorite. Fan favorite, and like Appreciate I said, the, 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 every year we give out a, a a a good guy award for the media for the player who I forget the whatever the exact term is, but the player who, uh, you know, basically is nice to us and helps us out the most. And Chris was, if not the winner every year. Was it was at a minimum a, a a finalist? I think he won a few times. So Chris, appreciate the time. Scott, appreciate the time as well. Obviously, keep reading or keep keep watching Scott on WJLA. Uh, he'll be updating this story and everything else that's going on with his team. There's always something else going on, gentlemen. I appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank appreciate you. you. Appreciate it. All right, as promised, excited for this one. He is, of course, a national NFL insider for the NFL Network, and he was with me in the press box for Sunday's loss to the Eagles. And it was his tweet that informed me that the, the railings were falling down within the stadium. Uh, here he is, Mike Garofolo. Uh, Did you did you imagine on Sunday you'd be reporting on Jalen Hurts almost getting hurt because of a building collapse? No. And, um, you know, I, I every every home game that they win Jalen hurts runs off the field through the tunnel. And every time he does it, I'm like, Oh, that would make for a cool Instagram video. Um, we also very rarely, uh, get him. Um, we usually, the network usually gets the quarterback and then we get, you know, the other key player that was, yeah. So when, when Rodney McLeod had the pick, I said to the Eagles PR staff, I was like, Oh, we'll take McLeod. And then they texted me uh, and said, hey, uh, Fox just pulled a 180. They want McLeod. And I said, great, we'll take for once. We'll take uh, uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, so when we finished the interview, I was walking with him and I said, cool, he's walking nice and slow. He seems to be taking it all in and, you know, um, enjoying the, this. So I've got time here to take a video. The only thing I'm kicking myself is I, I opened Instagram and I recorded it on there. And then I put stupid captions on there instead of like, if I just recorded the video, you can always upload it to Instagram and still have the raw video itself. So that's the only thing I was, so everybody, everybody that was taking the video and putting it places uh, on, on the air was trying to like, you know, get my <laughs> captions out of there. You can see like crop it. And I'm sure they were cussing me under their breath or, or over their breath. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was, I, I didn't even see what was going on. Like when he was walking, I get to a point where you can see the camera, the, the video camera guys, like NFL films and a couple of, like, they cut me off. So I just kind of raised my uh, phone over my head. So I knew something was happening. I didn't quite know what it was. It just kept rolling. And uh, once I kind of figured out what was happening and how calmly Hertz reacted to it, I thought this is kind of a cool scene. His reaction was, was, was incredibly calm and, abnormal considering the you know they weren't falling from a vast height but at the same point it's people human beings are all of a sudden landing right in front of you and you know he was like a couple inches away from 
having a, this this bar land on his toe or whatever. So that was a crazy thing. Of course, for those of us who were there every game, <laughs> we're, we're sadly not surprised by things uh, going wrong inside the stadium. Um, yeah. But I'm not here to have you talk about stadium construction or what they should do next. Maybe that'll be another topic some other day. Uh, they're one game away from heading into the offseason, and I want to pick your brain about what maybe goes on here uh, with, with them, particularly at, at quarterback. But first, I guess, from your perspective, you've been to several home games here. I'm sure you probably caught them at other points um, along the way th- th- this year. And, and obviously, you talk to people around the league this season was disappointing relative to expectations. It wasn't the worst season in the, in, in the for a team in the league, but it wasn't, it didn't meet expectations. What's been your sense of kind of what went wrong this year for Washington? Um, I mean, nobody wants to say it, but you know, injuries or nobody wants to lean on it. I mean, but uh, injuries certainly uh, were a big part of things. Um, and not just at the quarterback position. I mean, you almost forget that Ryan Fitzpatrick was the starting quarterback coming into the season. It just right. felt like it's like, all right, that's right. They, they, they were planning on him being the guy. Um, yeah, exactly. But I thought Heineke played well. Uh, and I thought Heineke proved that he's a guy that you want around, even if he's not going to be your number one guy, um, which is going to be interesting with this team to see the way that they go um, and what they do. There's many options on the table as there were last year uh, with regard to veteran options and, Guys in the draft who, you know, it, yeah, of course, it's not the strongest quarterback class that we've seen, but it, it comes down to just like last year, who's your guy? I mean, if, if there's one guy that you like and you've got a, a chance to get him, and um, just because it's not a strong class doesn't mean that there's not a first rounder in it that's going to pan out. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how they they handle things. And I would expect to see them at, you know, pro days and uh, team all-star games and, and, and the like. But, you know, uh, uh, it's when you're down to your fourth or fifth center or whatever it was. Um, and then on top of that, you get a, a run of COVIDs and you get um, the off the field stuff that happened, which I still believe the DeShazer Everett thing led to what happened in Dallas, both from a team standpoint and even from Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, just that motions were just running high right. uh, in a negative way. Um, yeah. It's, 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 it's a tough run down the stretch there, but you hope um, and, and maybe, and maybe, you know, they, the fact that they won the division set the expectations higher than they should have been. Maybe, you know, if, if, if they had gone seven and nine or whatever it was last year and finished middle of the pack, you'd say, okay, they're kind of treading water. Now is where we need to see the progress from Ron Rivera's team. But the fact that they won the division and the fact that their defense played so well, had expectations, uh, so high. So we'll see. It, it feels like a bit of a transformational year and in a lot of ways, not the least of which is the name change. So we'll see where it goes. Absolutely. And to the, to your point about expectations, you know, they did try to get Matthew Stafford last year when that didn't happen. They, what I guess sort of a plan B and Fitzpatrick and passed on the draft in part, because I imagine Ron Rivera wasn't feeling completely desperate on any level. And I'm okay with that, right? right? Like I'm okay with, not forcing it. And if, if Taylor Heineke's your guy until that happens, I'd, ra- I know I'd rather do it that way than eh, here's a guy who we feel, you know, pretty good about. No, you get, get a guy that you feel in love with and do whatever you got to do to make it happen. Uh, you know, don't, I, 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 I don't know that they, sh- from what I heard and from what I can just see with my own eyes, I don't know that the Chicago bears were in love with Justin Fields, but this was a coach and a general manager who knew they were, Basically, on a, on a on a win and 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 save your job. Although it sounds like Pace might keep his job, um, 
they had to do something, right? So I feel like they forced the issue, and you just don't want to do that at the quarterback position. A hundred percent. And one way, if they do wait on the draft, you and and Ron Rivera has told me before he doesn't believe in starting a rookie quarterback unless it's like the first pick like he had with Cam Newton, mm-hmm. and the, whoever the backup is would be the starter, which right now would be Taylor Heineke, and that's something to consider both the good and the bad. He did fine this year, but what's the ceiling on a guy like that? So therefore the question becomes before you get to the draft, you have the trade market and free agency and what can they do looking at it broadly? What's your sense of where does the, where does the quarterback carousel start? I would see Aaron Rodgers is the guy everybody points to, but I don't, I don't get why he's leaving, but maybe mm-hmm. you disagree on it. Where, where do you see that top starting? And then how, you know, how does Washington perhaps fit in with that? Yeah, I don't know that um I, I don't think that uh Rogers is gonna wind up leaving. Um just uh, the, the relationship with the front office has gotten better. They could win the Super Bowl. I mean, could they sure. imagine they win the Super Bowl and then he goes, All right, now I want to trade. Like this just it doesn't add up, right? right? And and who knows? I mean, things could still go badly and could make a left turn and, and go sideways. Uh, but I think Rogers is the Packers quarterback and uh, 2022. Um, so that now takes us to Russell Wilson, um, as far as veteran options go. And, uh, you know, Russ wanting to go to Chicago where, like I said, I mean, at this point they're committed to fields. Um, so I think that closes there. The giants seem like they're interested in keeping Daniel Jones, uh, provided Joe judge is still the, uh, head coach there. Um, I don't see the Giants making a big push. So now, you know, where does Russ, where does he go? Um, does he stay in Seattle? Is Pete Carroll gone? So uh, that's going to be a big domino because uh, we'll see where that winds up uh, uh, going for him. Then you got Deshaun Watson, who clearly prefers to land in Miami, um, which I don't know that Tua really saved his job. I think he did a good job for a while, but I think they have to objectively look at it and say, this is not our guy. Um, so I still think Deshaun Watson to Miami makes a, a ton of sense. Carolina is in play for somebody. Um, I, I, you know, Washington's in there. It's, it's, it's a good spot. You know, there, there are weapons there. There's a team, like I said, that's going through a, a rebrand and a reboot. You got a good head coach. You got a good offensive coordinator. Uh, that, that, that to me would be a destination. Um, so who knows, maybe Russ opens up his list of destinations and says, Hey, I'll go play there. Um, and the other one is, is Derek Carr in, in, in Vegas. I don't know why the Raiders would ever part with him considering how well he has played. So, um, yeah, it's, that's, that's kind of where it fits in. And I, I, to me, if I'm Russ, I'm looking at Washington and if I'm Washington, I'm looking at Russ. Yeah. I mean, the Derek Carr thing has never really made much sense to me unless you bring in a completely new head coach who decides that that's not his guy. But other than that, I don't know why you'd want to uh, get rid of him. And I would think on some level that job would be attractive because he is a pretty good quarterback. You already have that. A lot of teams don't have that. Um, You mentioned the idea of Russell Wilson possibly here or any of these guys. There is always this drag, though, of what goes on with the ownership and all the constant conversations that we all have to deal with on the side. Do you think that plays any factor in guys, especially at the Russell Wilson level, thinking, ugh, it's one thing from a football perspective to look at a team with Terry McLaurin and Gibson and Ron Rivera and think I can do something, but then you have these other things, or do you think that's not as big of a deal when guys are making such decisions? Um, I mean, not for a guy. I, I, I it, it might be for some guys, right? Like I, I think it may be, but um, you know, not for a guy like, like Russ, I don't think he's kind of his own brand. He kind of does his own thing. He kind of exists in his own 
not exist in his own world, but you know, what happens, he's got his own identity is what I'm driving at. Right. And that's what he's kind of done in Seattle the whole time. So I would think that this would just be an extension of that. Um, So I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that that would be. And, and I go back to when Rivera took this job, right? I mean, he had options. He didn't even wait for the Giants to see what they wanted to do. It was like, you know, I've got this opportunity. It's a great opportunity. I'm jumping at it. I mean, certainly he had heard a lot of things about ownership and the questions there. And But to him, I think it was an opportunity to start, um, you know, changing it for the better and and moving things in, in the right direction. Um you know, Dan Snyder is who he is. That's never going to change. Um, I don't think that that's a, uh, something that you can take this job saying, well, you know, maybe he's, he's set in a lot of his ways. It's just, you know, can you function as a quarterback and a leader of the organization and do what you need to do from a football and non-football standpoint? You said before, and I agree that like, don't force the issue. You have Heineke. Mm-hmm. He's proven to be, he can, he can win you some games. This is maybe not over the course of a full season, but he can win you some games. But if you can't get one of those Russell Wilson level kind of guys and the draft is not until April and you don't quite know how it's going to unfold, is there anybody else that's sort of in that the, the more obvious free agent tier, the reclamation project level that you that you either think or things you guys you've heard the Mitch Trubisky, Teddy Bridgewater types that people think, yeah. you know what, I actually would roll the dice with this guy. I just can't. I mean, why do that? Let me put it to you this way. Let's go back to last year. Suppose you had had this full season of Taylor Heineke and you were making the decision on Heineke versus Fitzpatrick. Would you really take Fitzpatrick over what you saw from Heineke this year? And I understand that we're having this conversation after he just threw an interception to end the game instead of win the game, right? Like, so there there, there have been some bumps. There have been warts here. But once you get into this, like, churning of, Trubisky or, 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 you know, Mariota is going to be a free agent or um, is Andy Dalton free again? I guess Andy, uh, Nick Foles might be free uh, or, or, or an option, at least via the trade market. I think he's got another year on his contract. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I, I just, I don't see anything out there from that standpoint on the free agent market that would lead you to say, okay, this is a guy that we can reclaim rather than let's continue to go with Taylor Heineke and see if he can be better. Um I, I don't see that. If you're going to make it, it's going to be a big splash trade for Ross or Watson or, you know, one of those guys. I just can't imagine that um, they're, they're, they're going to want to want to. Now, listen, that, you know, if it's not Kyle Allen, you'll get somebody else in there. Maybe the two of them can compete and whoever wins the job wins the job. Maybe you got a rookie in there or whatever. Uh, but I just there's no name out there that I really sit there and say, Ooh, this is one that could really, really pay off the real. I, I don't, I don't see anything from Mitch Trubisky. that's going to lead you to think he's your franchise quarterback. Right. I think if nothing else, Heineke has shown, he's at least in that general level. If you want to technically rank those guys ahead of him, fine, but he's in the same tier at this yeah. point. And therefore, uh, you know, draft the rookie move on um, this last one, Matt Ryan, he, his, his cap hit is still pretty huge in Atlanta has had a surprisingly good year record wise, but at the same point, it feels like maybe, I don't know, that's somewhat of an aberration. Um, and maybe they decide, hey, we need to move forward here at some point. What do you think a guy like, he, you think he could be sprung free? Uh, I do. I think, you know, it depend on uh, if Atlanta can identify a guy that, that they can go get. I mean, there was some talk that they would have taken uh, Trey Lance if he had dropped to them. Um, I'm not so sure how accurate that is i've heard both versions of that so they're, they're definitely on the lookout for their guy of the future but they may get to a point where they go you know what 
Matt Ryan's still playing decent football. We can get better via free agency. We can get better via the draft. We could be competitive next year. Look, look how close we were to being a playoff team this year. And we were just starting out here and they need a lot of help up front on both sides. They really do. I, I'm shocked that they were as good as they were this year record wise. Cause when I looked at what they did early on and look who they were coming into the season, I did not see a lot of talent up front. Um, so just a couple of tweaks, they may be sitting there saying, Hey, we're right in position and he can still play some good football. So, um, we'll see. Um, I could see this, you know, kind of going either way. Now, look, the other thing is the Broncos, I left them out of this, the Broncos, uh, they're, they were going to make a push for Rogers. He stays in, in green Bay. Now, all of a sudden they're kind of a wild card. Could they make a move for Matt Ryan? Cause they think they're ready to compete right now. Could they make a move for Russell Wilson? Because they think they're ready to compete right now. That that's another team that I got to throw into the carousel as being a big factor into what happens here. Right. I would think the Broncos and the Panthers are two teams that are being highly motivated to, to do something just based on kind of how things have gone for them. Yep. Um, Mike, I definitely appreciate the time. Would you like to speculate on a name for the Washington football team or, or, or whatever we're calling this organization? Do, yeah. any, anyone stand out for you? Um, I, I commanders is, is the one that a lot of people think. And um, it makes sense. The wolves thing never met. It had to be made. No sense. It had, it had to be something that like, conveyed this is the nation's capital right? right like had to be something and by the way for all the no matter what it is nobody's gonna be happy with it like when the, when the cleveland guardians announced that they were the guardians everybody's like oh it's so crap guardians blah, blah, blah. and then you kind of start to un, unpack it and go oh it makes sense they've got those guardians in in cleveland that you know overlook the bridge and whatever you know and indians guardians like it kind of meshed a little bit it, that's that's a really good one. I think that they did a good job there. You know, you, you get into words like red wolves or or you know when you get commanders, it's like okay, commander, commander in chief. He lives here. He works here. It's okay. Now I start to see it a little bit. So I'm gonna, I'm going to go commanders. Um, final answer. I, I I like it. You, your voice carries a lot of weight on these matters, so I appreciate that. We're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna lock in that wager. Uh, Mike, definitely appreciate it. Obviously, you're already watching Mike on the NFL Network, and uh, keep doing that because he's gonna have a lot of thoughts and information throughout the offseason, which for Washington starts Sunday afternoon. Mike, I appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. You got it, Ben. Thanks, buddy. All right, many thanks to. Uh, Chris Thompson, Scott Abraham, and Mike Garofolo for their time. Obviously, there is a game on Sunday, Washington at the New York Giants. Look, we get it. This game has no real meaning other than pride. Uh, you know, what's the final record going to be? They can match last year's seven win total, but obviously it feels very, very different um, at this point. There's no mo- it doesn't feel like there's any momentum going into the offseason. There's a lot of questions, obviously, to ask. Where has this team, what, what can this team sort of hang its hat on compared to last year where you really thought, Wow, this defense could be pretty good. Again, I if you go back to, to where I was last year, I kind of thought it was a bit overrated. Um, but I, you know, overrated meaning not top five, not top five, not top ten necessarily. But but more to the point, you know, take a strip away those games against all those backup quarterbacks, and you know how dominant really were they? Well, obviously things evolved the way they did this year, even before the injuries, even before the COVID outbreak, and you know they've they've been you know kind of just out of sync all year. They're, they're still next to last in third down conversion percentage. Um, they're, they're near the bottom in a bunch of other of the main categories as well. So, uh, by the way, I will have a new article up on the site uh, by the time you hear this, probably, or at least by Wednesday morning. 
Um, looking at the defense, I'll talk to Cole Holcomb a bit about that. So you can check that out uh, for sure. Uh, as far as this game goes, Ron Rivera has told us that Taylor Heineke is going to start. Beyond that, I guess we'll just have to see what happens, whether Kyle Allen gets in or not. Um, you know, you would have to think logically that Ron Rivera is going to want to maybe give some younger players some some more work. You know, I, you know, for example, like a Deami Brown, maybe he gets some more reps. You know, maybe you let Jamin Davis play through his, some of his mistakes as opposed to last week where Jamin Davis basically barely played play less than 15 snaps. David Mayo ended up playing a lot more next to Cole Holcomb. Um, and that's one of the things we we kind of learned on Monday with Rivera that he you know, he said they're going to have to really look at where Jamin Davis is positionally in his career. They're not down on him, but you know they try to put him at middle linebacker. I don't know if everybody agreed with that. Maybe everybody on the outside. Nonetheless, that's what they did. And, um, you know, we'll see how that goes in any event we'll see what they do in new york it's an opportunity like i said to use some of the younger guys on the other hand they've used you know over 80 players this year plenty of players have been able to have been able to get in there and play this year so it's not like they have you know haven't given guys a shot but you know to some degree that's what this is more about if they were to if they were to win obviously their potential draft spot could move down if they lose. I think right now, what are they? The nine in the nine slot, they could move down a couple spots. I think it's seven to 13 is sort of the range. And, you know, obviously we can't predict what that exactly means with the draft, but in a draft in which they may end up wanting to take a quarterback, the better the slot, the better. The better slot, the higher the slot, the better, regardless, because it's just about assets. What you do with the pick, that's a different story. But it's the asset you have that you can either use to draft somebody or to trade for somebody else. Um, So anyway, so that's the gist right now. Wednesday, we'll be back out there uh, to check out practice. And I guess we'll have a feel at that point of maybe if anybody's coming back from injuries, William Jackson or anybody else. um, And we'll go from there. Um, And if you've made it this far in the podcast, I will just say on Wednesday evening, I'll be... On 106.7 The Fan, 6.30 to 9. I've done that a few times in recent days or recent weeks. Be on there as well tomorrow with my athletic colleague, Brick Giroli, one of our national baseball writers. Uh, We'll be talking a lot about the Washington football team, without a doubt. Um, But that is it for now. I'm going to stop talking here. Ben Standig signing off. I appreciate everybody checking out the podcast, checking out The Athletic. Stay safe. Happy New Year. Last time I'm saying that uh, (laughs) at this point. But that's it. We'll talk soon. Until next time. See ya.